as speech pathologists, we, we do really get it. We understand the importance of communication and, and social connections. And it's important to learn that how one way of treating or, or working with a, a client isn't necessarily going to be what works for another client in a different state or from a different tribe. If we've got assessment findings that are robust, then we don't have to make any presumptions. And I strongly believe in the value and worth of what we do and the difference we make. Hello, and welcome to Speak Up, Speech Pathology Australia's podcast. Each week, we feature a conversation about an area or topic related to all things speech pathology. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Hello, welcome back to the Speak Up podcast. I'm Trish Johnson, Manager of Ethics and Professional Issues, and I'm joined today by Nadia Mrozinski, uh, one of our ethics advisors. Hi, Nadia. Hey, Trish. Today we're going to talk about some frequently asked questions that members raise in their conversations and emails with us at the ethics team here at National Office. And we it's really useful to talk about these frequently asked questions because we know that if people are uh, contacting us, then there's also a lot of people out there asking and thinking about the same sorts of questions. So one of the most frequently asked questions or suite of questions are, are around parenting orders. And we we know that members are grappling sometimes with some really complex family situations. Uh, they're seeing children where the parents are fighting with each other. It can be very adversarial at times and very difficult with a lot of tension. And it, it can feel a bit uncomfortable, but also just make us feel a little bit unsure about What's the right way to approach sharing information when parents are separated? Who can have access to what? What are the legal issues? It's it's a complex area. So Nadia, what are some of the um, most frequently asked questions we get in this area? Um, I think one of the ones that comes up the most frequently is that we have speeches calling who are saying, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to ask for a copy of the parenting order. And the easy answer to that one is yes, you are. Um, and you should as well. So parenting orders are very handy in that they will spell out exactly what you can do and who you can share information with. So asking for it at intake, if you possibly can, is, is always the best way to go about it. And it means that you have the ability to sort of see who's involved and when they're involved and what your obligation are. There's a couple things that you're looking for within a parenting order. Um, and one of the major things is that either it will say, um, parent one and parent two have equal access to information about their child's healthcare, which means that you need to be sharing the same information at the same time to both parents or it won't say anything like that <laughs> and, and it will say absolutely nothing about it which means the exact same thing just to confuse everyone um, so asking for parents for a copy of that just really makes it a much clearer outcome for everyone um, something that comes up relatively regularly is that a speech pathologist won't have asked this question and then it'll be six months down the line and a parent will, will pop up and say you've been seeing my kid for this amount of time I want a copy of everything I didn't know about you I didn't know about any of this and I'm feeling a bit disgruntled about that. So just making sure that you ask those questions proactively makes things so much simpler. We have a suite of resources about this on our webpage as well um, and otherwise you're welcome to email us. The email address is ethics at speechpathologyaustralia.org.au. Please let us know if you have any questions about parenting orders. We'd be more than happy to have a chat with you about it. Mm. And just to let people know also that sometimes parenting orders or court orders can have some significant amount of detail 
In that case, then it might be appropriate to seek your own legal advice because, as we always say, we can't provide legal advice. We can tell you what we understand the um, appropriate actions in a particular situation might be, but there might be some circumstances where it is appropriate to seek your own legal advice because there can be some really complex arrangements out there. Um, And when grandparents are involved or foster parents, it it can get quite tricky. So uh, the, the main message is ask for that information. It's reasonable to do so, as Nadia said, and then you will know how to act accordingly. And if you don't, you can contact us and we'll help guide you through it. Sure. So in terms of other legal obligations, um, another topic that we often get asked about is about record keeping. And again, there's a whole range of the way people um, act to ensure that they're meeting their obligations on this. But a good place to start is to understand what the obligations actually are. Again, we've got a suite of resources on the website that you can go to and it will talk about uh, why good record keeping is vital, but also it is uh, why it's vital legally and also from your professional insurance uh, side of things. But in terms of your ethical obligations, it's also a requirement and an obligation to keep accurate records because that is what informs best practice. How do we know what to do next with the client? Well, we have a record of what we've done before and what worked and what didn't, what the goals were, how we're tracking towards achieving those goals. So good record keeping is an absolute requirement for ethical practice. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's something that sometimes that's quite a difficult thing to ensure that you find time within your day to be on top of. But that, again, is it, it's vitally important, both for your own practice, but also so that, you know, in, in five, ten years, when someone asks for a copy of your records, you can be confident that they are complete and that they are going to support your clinical judgment in that moment in time. So as you said, Trish, there's quite a few things that come up that are borderline legal sorts of things that we're being asked for advice for. And as you said, we're speech pathologists, we're not lawyers, so we can't give legal advice. However, we um, we do have a lawyer that we work relatively closely with. And as a part of some of the other professional education that we're putting together for 2021, we're also doing um, ethics collaboratives, which are just designed to be brief, interactive, online Um, opportunities for you to come along and ask some questions. So we actually have one that is set up for Arthur in April. He's going to come along and we're just going to have a conversation about some legal and ethical obligations related to record keeping. Yeah, and that'll be really useful. So Dr. Arthur Ellis is a lawyer who also has a medical degree, uh, which is pretty impressive, but he also is so practical when he gives advice and that will be a really useful discussion to listen to. Um, But also in terms of the ethics collaboratives, we've got a bit of a suite arranged for the year. So there's some other topics that might be useful for people to join in. And the next, we've just done one today, actually, which has prompted us to record this podcast. (laughs) And it was fabulous. We had Dr. Narina Skarinci talk about how to apply values and principles to our everyday clinical decision making, really practical suggestions. So if you did miss that one please jump online and listen to the recording but we would much prefer that you join us live for the next ones because then you can ask your question and the next one will be held on March the 29th at 3pm Victorian time and that will be with Helen Smith who's a senior member on the ethics board talking about mental health and why that's 
an ethical issue? I think that's going to be such an important one, particularly over the last year where everyone has had such a difficult time, really. 2020 was a very difficult time for the majority of people. And being able to actively reflect on your mental health and be confident that you're making the decisions that you're making with a sound mind in that moment in time and not just reacting to things that you're seeing in front of you. I think that's going to be a really interesting topic for everyone to come along and and hear about. And, And Helen's just such a beautiful communication with these sorts of things as well. She's so sensitive and eloquent. It'll be great, I'm sure. That's right. So back to a couple more FAQs that we do support members with because um, we're here today to talk about some of the frequent questions that we get. Um, Over-servicing is a topic that we get asked about a bit. Nadia, did you have a particular area that we need to remind people about today? It does come up relatively frequently where the speech pathologist and either the client or the client's family have different ideas about the frequency of services that are necessary. So it's something that we do need to have a good idea about, but we also need to understand why that person is feeling that way in that moment in time. Are they anxious about the fact that they don't know what services are available? Are they anxious that if something goes pear-shaped again, that they aren't going to be able to come back to you? It really is about having that really open and honest conversation about where their concerns are so that you can ensure that you're addressing it because I mean as lovely as we all are and as beautiful as the relationships that we build with our clients are people don't necessarily want to be coming along to hang out with us for any particular reason (laughs) other than they think that there's some benefit to it and if we can let them know that yeah there might be but also this might be a better service for you in this moment in time then hopefully that will help them feeling like they're a bit more connected with it. Yeah, that's a really such a really good point that we do develop those close relationships with our clients and sometimes it can be difficult to to reach a natural conclusion to that, but that's the skill and also the art of being a good clinician is knowing how to do that in a sensitive manner that's responsive to the particular context of the client, to their needs, but also where they need to go to next, whether that's to continue with somebody else or they're now functioning really well they've achieved their goals and it's time to support their independence so look thanks for that quick chat today Nadia about some frequently asked questions Uh, we're always happy to have emails and phone calls from members you can email us at the ethics at speechpathologyaustralia.org.au email address or call us at national office and also come along to our collaboratives because we are wanting to interact with you online live that's going to be where the benefit for you can be so please come along and uh, we look forward to seeing you then yeah think of some questions come along to ask them so just to recap as well our next ethics collaborative will be on march 29th at 3 p.m 2021 um, 3 p.m victoria time and that will be with helen and that is about is my mental health an ethical issue and then the one after that will be legal obligations legal and ethical obligations with regard to record keeping with arthur on the 23rd of april 2021 3 p.m victoria time we look forward to seeing you there yes just go to the learning hub and you'll be able to search for ethics collaboratives Uh, they'll come up and you can click the one that you want to register for. And you'll be able to find recordings of those there as well. So Narina's will be there from today. And so you'll be able to have a look at that one as well. Good. All right. Well, thanks for your time today, Nadia. And uh, we'll speak with you another time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.